Welcome to the program. We're really glad that you're here. Uh, I don't think... uh, There's a reason I don't watch the news anymore. I don't watch the news anymore because they don't have anything to tell me that is true. Do you... Do you, what do you get from the news other than just frustrated and pissed off? Well, lots of material to criticize the yes. next day. <laughs> yes, we get that. yes, yes, um, yes. I mean, look, you know, that is the problem. It's not even that they never give you anything. It's just that you don't know what to trust. So much of it is just flavored. Garbage. You know, so dramatically with, with opinion and propaganda and spin. And I mean, what would you call their coverage now of impeachment? They were all in for impeachment. They couldn't go to the courts mm-hmm. to get anything done because this had to be done right away. Yeah. Now they voted on impeachment, but Nancy Pelosi won't turn the impeachment over to the Senate so they can finish the job. They don't seem to be minding this. There's no real criticism of it. No. I, there, I mean, it is bizarre to hold both of those viewpoints, as you point out. I mean, the, the John Bolton thing came out yesterday where Bolton said if asked, uh, if subpoenaed in the Senate uh, trial, he would testify. And Bolton was one of the main guys they wanted to get to testify in the House. And they could have they could have subpoenaed him mm-hmm. and then he would have taken it to the Supreme Court because rightfully so, one branch cannot force the other branch to do something. Mm-hmm. So it should have gone to the Supreme Court. But they were in such a hurry. This got to be done right now. Right we'll now. work this out when we get to the Senate. Well, now they're talking about making sure that John Bolton is heard well, you can't do anything until you file the impeachment with the Senate. And there is one thing that they can do, which is the House has all the power still to this moment to call John Bolton to testify in the House. They could still have him do it. And would Bolton say yes to that? I mean, he, he indicated it was talking about the Senate. But I mean, if he's willing to testify, if he's subpoenaed, you'd assume he'd go to the, the House. They're all complaining about what the Senate's doing when they could still do that if they really wanted to. I mean, it's so obvious this is a game. And, you know, I, I think we acknowledge that all the time. You know, Republicans play games, too. We know that. Uh, but what Democrats are doing here is considerably more, I think, offensive. And what makes it worse, at least to me, is the fact that the press automatically auto-adopts what the left-wing narrative is as credible. You know, that is the automatic, that's the default position. So there is so much to push back against. Why bother getting it from these sources? What's the point? When when they will not, even when it's obvious, will not tell you what the truth is. The Washington Post has blasted CNN for its track record on the infamous anti-Trump dossier following last month's release of the Justice Department watchdog's report on the foundation of the Russia investigation, demanding the network CNN. This is the Washington Post demanding the network come clean on its faulty reporting. This is the latest and ongoing series uh, tackling the media's handling of the dossier. Washington Post media critic Eric Wempley uh, took aim at the anti-Trump network on on Monday this is this is a blaze uh, story, I believe, uh, for continuing to stand by its uh, past reporting on the salacious document that was used in the highly controversial Foreign uh, Intelligence Surveillance Act FISA application, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Wempley uh, singled out CNN, uh, their anchor, Allison Camerata, who claimed December 2017 that the in, in uh, the Intel community has corroborated all of the details of the dossier compiled by the British ex-spy Christopher Steele. 
This is this is the Washington Post, the Washington Post trying to throw CNN under the bus now saying, what happened to your reporting? Yeah, I mean, it's been embarrassing. I mean, you know, you go back and listen to we had a montage a couple of weeks ago uh, of the coverage of the dossier. And Allison Camerata in particular comes off looking terrible. I mean, you know, there were things in the dossier that were accurate. The problem was that they were publicly available. You know, that wasn't there was nothing, nothing dramatic. They didn't break any news. And all of the things that were not publicly available, as reported by uh, in, in detail in the IG report, uh, showed that those things were just made up. In fact, they even talked to the sources. The sources of the claims who didn't even try to say that they were accurate. They, oh, we were joking. Oh, this was hyperbole. These weren't things that were credible at any given moment. And to go on the air and to essentially what Camerata did in that one clip you just mentioned is cite um, a, a, some level of, of, of knowledge that you can't have. Like, I'm an anchor and. I know these things are true. You have to just understand that I know that they're true. They've said them. They've said them to us. We've reporting that indicates these things are all are all confirmed. They wouldn't be reporting them if they weren't confirmed. And to now know that none of that was true, it, there's never a a moment where they have to go back and say, "Wait a minute, guys." Like I understand that we think Donald Trump's a bad guy and a bad president. What is this though? Why would you say that? You can even report the stuff that's in the dossier and say that it's unproven. But to go ahead and say that it's all confirmed is not just a minor mistake. It's a massive journalistic failure by dozens of people, many of them on CNN. That's inexcusable. I mean, it was systemic. If you cared about the truth, but I don't think that they care about the truth. ABC, as we we talked about last hour has their reporter in the you know in the islamic scarf so she's not killed or raped in this crowd what kind of deal did abc have to make to get her to be able to get into iran cover the funeral and leave iran what what kind of deals did they have to make but she was there just to report the one side. And the one side is that there were millions of people on the streets saying Soleimani was the greatest guy ever. Whatever. What about ABC's coverage of the millions on the streets that were risking their lives standing up against Soleimani and his Quds force and the restrictions that the Ayatollah puts on the average uh, Iranian, where was the ABC reporter on the streets talking about, hey, I've got to wear this head scarf, otherwise they'll kill me and rape me because I'm not fully human because I'm a woman. Where, where, where is that reporting? As we said last hour, the press has become not an enemy of the people of America, an enemy to freedom. I challenge you to show me the time when they are really being the champion of truth on both sides. A consistent truth. Well, you got to stand up to power. Well, you didn't when power was being abused by Barack Obama. You now call that the, the, the purest uh, administration ever that had zero uh, scandals. Are you kidding me? 
abusing, abusing the power of the IRS. You didn't care. Going after the phone records and tapping journalists' lines. You care about Donald Trump, but you didn't care about Barack Obama. You, you say you care about women's rights and homosexual rights, but you really don't. Because where are you when it comes to Russia? You only care about Russia now because Russia is somehow or another working in colluding with Donald Trump. And so you have to be the enemy of, of Russia now. But you were for Russia and Putin. You wanted a new open door with, with Putin. You never said boo about how bad Putin was until Trump got in. You wouldn't pay attention to the warnings that we gave you for two years leading up to the, the 18 election. Two years you paid no attention. Only when it became about Donald Trump did you care. Pulling out of Iraq, that's all you could talk about. All you could talk about under George W. Bush. Barack Obama promised he was going to do it. He never did. You didn't say anything about the lives lost. There was no daily accounting of how many lives were being lost in Iraq. There was no talk about Iraq. You were cheering on this administration's policies of destabilizing the entire Middle East while you threw George Bush under the bus for destabilizing the Middle East. I mean, think about this, the Daily Today, the podcast that uh, you've listened to before, Glenn, and mentioned yeah. a couple times, big podcast from the New York Times. This is their tweet promoting their episode today. Quote, knowing General Soleimani was out there made me feel safer said a student about the commander killed in the American drone strike. He was like a security umbrella above our country. Listen to today's episode. Oh, that's a good good balance to take, I think, on the Suleimani uh, life, uh, life and times. That's basically the obituary, a security umbrella above Iran. I, uh, making it feel safer, I mean... I don't know what the hell that that government is telling the people. Obviously, they're lying to them constantly. But I mean, is that the appropriate level of coverage of this person who, again, was torturing children as if it was his like you know favorite thing to do? It was a hobby for the guy, torturing children, murdering people, murdering U.S. soldiers. But let's talk about the security umbrella he was for Iran. It's very important. They, they claim that they are for the people and they are for rights, but they are not. They are not for rights. They do, they do not care about the rights of women. If they did, they would be consistent on their coverage of the Middle East. But they're not. They say that they care about gay rights. They don't. They execute people for being gay in Iran. Remember when Ahmadinejad came and gave his speech at Columbia and he said, we don't have any gays. Yeah. We don't have any gays in, uh, in Iran. And everybody just kind of laughed that off. No, you know why they don't have any gays? Because they kill them. And whoever else left is afraid to say it, obviously, because everybody else they know was killed. So what is our American press really for? 
well, we just wanted to make sure we covered. Well, that's that's not journalism. Just covering what the other side says. Well, how come you don't do that with with Americans who love their country, who believe in the Constitution? You editorialize all the time about them. You'll cover them, but you'll call them extreme right wing zealots because they believe in the Constitution. So you don't just cover you don't cover Americans who have a different opinion, fairly balanced. And quite frankly, you're not doing that in Iran. You are becoming a propaganda arm for a for a government we know is evil. Last year, I tried to swear off the word evil and not use it, you know, for everything. This is evil. If you can't admit what the government of Iran is to its own people, let alone the rest of the world, as being evil, what is your definition of that word? So, have have you heard about... Have you heard about, uh, was it NASA that says they found a, what they believe is a habitable planet? Uh, yeah, it, like Earth 2. Yeah, Earth 2. It's a it's a hundred million miles away, uh, but they, light years uh, away. They think that uh, it, it, you know, it, it might have water. We'd have to send a probe out to find out if it was what we think it is. But it was, it's the right distance from the sun. It's, you know, has everything it needs to have water and air and, and everything else. Well, yeah, but that was 100 million light years ago. <laughs> That's what that planet looked like. hundred. Go back in our planet's history, 100 million light years. Because that's what we're seeing. It's taking 100 million light years for that image of that planet to come to us. They might have elected their Donald Trump 100 million years ago. Not light years, just 100 million years ago. And they he probably blew up the whole planet. It might not even be there anymore. <laughs> it's like you take, you're driving across the country to Disney World. About halfway there, you realize it's closed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that could be yeah. the possibility here. Yeah, not only is it pl- is it closed, it's been sucked into a star. <laughs> they should have told us this on the, the yeah. travel agent. I'm yeah. getting a new one. I mean, until we can do hyperspace, there's really no reason to look for another home. Mars, okay, Mars. Yeah, maybe that's doable. Yeah, maybe that's three years, mm-hmm. and we can see what's happening. I think it. What is it? 18 minutes for sound to come from Mars to here. So, uh, you know, it's it's at least re- we'll at least hear it go boom 18 minutes into our flight. You know, that's not too far. We're just like, you know what? Let's turn around. Yeah, we still got enough gas. <laughs> still got enough fuel. Let's turn around. <laughs> we got that one. Yeah, I feel like you're right. I think if you're going to go with replacing it, 100 million light years may be a tad too far. <laughs> maybe. 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 Now, the uh, the astronaut and who knew they even had one and let alone a female astronaut uh england england the first astronaut from england was a female hmm. so she was she went up in space i don't know and i don't know sometime a couple decades ago okay uh and uh she came out and she said that aliens definitely exist and she thinks they may be living among us on earth 
Now, do you have any evidence to support this? No, 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 no. Um, but she she says they're 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 possibly here right now, but we just can't see them. Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of true about everything. It's yeah, possibly here, but we can't see it. I mean, that's, right. that applies God to is with us, but uh, we can't see them. It literally applies to every yeah. single thing. There might be giant tarantulas right. surrounding us, but we can't see them. So I don't know exactly you know, what this would be, but I mean, if they were here and they were fans of Star Trek, they wouldn't want to violate the Prime Directive, which is getting interference and, you know... But you're clearly smarter than us. If you're here, you're invisible. And you went 100 million light years, you know, to here. You're clearly a lot smarter than us. Help us, please. Help us. Do something. What are you doing? Standing around with your hands in your pockets. Do something. (laughs) Not to assume. You're listening. Well, hello, and welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Glad you're here. We have something that we announced the day before I went on vacation, so a couple of days before Christmas. We only announced it that one day, and already this is half sold out. Um, So we want you to uh, really, if you have any interest in this at all, we have limited space this time. Uh, And so... And we can't go over it. Uh, So, you know, thousands of people will be able to come, but it is limited space. And if you want a chance to go, you've got to uh, get your tickets right now. Now, they're free. We are asking for a donation of $5 to reserve your place in line. Um, You know, if you don't have $5, I guess you don't have to do that. It is a donation. We don't want you if you don't have $5. (laughs) We don't (laughs) want your kind. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it, what we're doing is restoring the covenant, the restoring the covenant on July 4th in Gettysburg. Now, we'll tell you more about what the covenant is. People, you know, the number one question is, what is the American covenant? The American covenant is something that our pilgrims made on the Mayflower well, when they came over, that we would be a shining city on the hill and we would serve God and we would be good to one another. And that lasted for a long time with the pilgrims. It's different than Jamestown. People who just came over here for gold. People who came over here and made a covenant with God, great things came from it. People who came to, jo- uh, to Jamestown that produced slavery and everything else. Um, so the pilgrims made the covenant. George Washington made the covenant. Abraham Lincoln made the covenant. And I think a case could be made that Ronald Reagan made the covenant again but uh that's a matter of opinion so we're going to restore the covenant because every time we do we seem to turn things around and if you happen to be like me that you believe that things are so far gone that really our biggest problem is we've forgotten why we were even here and we have chased god out of uh, the square join us restoring the covenant it is a historic event at Gettysburg on July 4th. Now, if you just want to go and have a great family time and see fireworks unlike you're going to see elsewhere, uh, I, am, I am actually arranging the fireworks and I'm working with a composer 
to compose the music and the spoken word that you will see fireworks unlike any place else in America that night. Um, you can join us for the 4th of July. Everything except parking will be free. Um, and just come in with your family. But you must be on a list. You have to be on a list uh, because we just can't go over because of the problems that it will cause in Gettysburg. It's a small little town. Um, but we have all of your hotels uh, taken care of. If you want to find a place in Gettysburg or in the area, if you want to do it through us, because we have packages that will last three days, one day, or seven days, the the ultimate VIP package. And I think there's only 200 tickets for this. They're, they're pricey, uh, but you'll understand why. Uh, it's a full, I think, seven days uh, on the road with me and my family and with David Barton, his family, and uh, with uh, Tim Ballard from Operation OUR and the Nazarene Fund. And we start in Plymouth, Massachusetts the week before. And you will get a tour of Plymouth, and you'll meet with one of the greatest historians on the Pilgrims. Uh, you'll stay. It's all-inclusive, all so you don't have to worry about food or anything else. Uh, on Monday, that morning, you'll have breakfast with me and Stu, and you'll watch the show. Then we get onto a private train, and we go to Boston. We have uh, dinner that night and talk about what we're going to see in Boston. And then you go on a, this amazing tour with David Barton all throughout colonial Boston. Uh, then, you know, we get on the train again. We do the same thing. You have breakfast, you have dinner uh, with us, and then you watch the show. And then we'll go to New York, and you'll see where the where George Washington made the covenant. And you get a history lesson there. Then we go to Philadelphia, and we end up on Friday uh, in um in uh in gettysburg at the old trade station which still stands where abraham lincoln came in and i think we have a big dinner there uh that night uh and, and that might be thursday and then friday we have a, a shabbat meal that uh, uh rabbi lapin is going to be uh at and speaking at and then we we also have some uh another another celebrity that yet to be uh, announced that is mm. going to be hosting that. This is all sounding very familiar. I watched the fire festival uh, documentary <laughs> and this is exactly what it sounded like. Is don't it, think is that it hasn't come to mind. Don't, don't think that hasn't come to mind. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get yeah. there. And there's going to be we like, have tents. Okay. It's going to be tents. There's gonna, yeah, you're yeah, already doing yeah. it. There's going to be RVs. Are you going to have gonna... sandwiches that are just two pieces of white bread and one slice of no. cheese? No. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. No, are you have, sure? No, I'm pretty sure. Right. I'm pretty sure. We have looked into the fire festival. It cannot be that. <laughs> How <laughs> many Victoria's Secret models are you promising? None. At the, none? I'm promising none. Okay, well that's yeah. a good step. Yeah. Good. So, but is this is going to be? This is going to be whether you go for one day and it's all free, or if you go for three days and do all the things in three days or the seven days. It's whatever you want. Um, but it is something that you really need to be at. It is restoring the covenant. It's in Gettysburg, July 3rd, 4th, and 5th. July 4th is the big event that you don't want to miss. Again, it's free, but you must have your name on a list. And we ask that you would go to glenbeck.com slash restore, glenbeck.com slash restore. You'll find out all the details there. You put your name on the list. Someone will call you 
uh, and uh, verify, you know, uh, that you are coming and that you, you know, what do you want? And they'll help you whatever you whatever you need, whether it's just a parking pass or you need a hotel or you want to do the whole experience, whatever it is. They'll help you do it. It's glenbeck.com slash restore a historic event in Gettysburg this coming July 4th. Glenbeck.com slash restore. Can you also get there at glenbeck.com slash fire festival too? No. No? No, you can't. Okay. No, you can't. No, you can't. This is going to be fun. Can I cover it like a journalist? I want to go there. I want to I I I cover it like a critical journalist. And see, you know, expose all the things that go wrong. You know, take pictures of like long bathroom lines if there happen to be any. <laughs> yeah, you should. I want. You I'm gonna. Should. I'm going yeah. to just yeah, bring yeah, yeah. white bread and cheese and make the fake sandwiches yeah. <laughs> and then just expose it and leak it to right. like the Daily Beast. Yeah, I think that mm. would be totally fine, Boom. Stu. I mean, that, that way they don't actually have to show up <laughs> right. to do things like that. You know, journalism's hard. You know, it showing is. up to the places, being critical. I mean, if you're going to go all the way to Iran, then you're going to say to your hosts, hey, I don't think you guys should have been murdering so many people. That's just rude, right? It's very rude. You just go there and say everyone's really sad and everyone's united. Right. And then you go to Gettysburg and you say how horrible these people are. I think they were planning a giant terrorist attack. These religious zealots that want to take the country into all kinds of religious zealot sorts of paths. Yep. We know that's happening. Yeah. We're going to expose it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I will say that I did read something from uh, somebody that was doing a reenactment and uh, they said that they were going to not do the reenactment this year because of of this event. Uh, And and so they were going to do it the next year. But they said the people that generally attend uh, attend my events or uh, attend the the. The expected they expect some sort of protest i don't know what you would be protesting on the fourth of july but uh said they generally don't like the confederate flag <laughs> now when you're talking about the history of the country mm-hmm. uh the confederate flag has a place in the history uh of our country Oh sure, uh, it's not a it's not a good place, right? It's not uh, a good place. You know, but I mean, it, it, read the it, read the, the the Constitution of right. the Confederacy. So uh, this guy was, I guess, saying that uh, he didn't want to do it because we would be against the Confederate flag, and not in a reenactment. No, it's a reenactment. It's just a reenactment. It's just a reenactment. Yeah. Why would we be against the? Are you saying the Confederate flag is is something that? We should hold up in glory because uh, history would say uh, no. Right. Because, I mean, you know, you've made this point before, but it's it talks about everyone likes to make the point of states rights. It wasn't. Not everyone. I mean, a few people like to make the point of states rights, but it specifically in the Confederate Constitution makes it illegal for states to make different decisions on slavery and guarantees in perpetuity any new territory that joins the confederacy must also embrace slavery i love that's not those that's not states rights at all there's like six people out that write me every time i talk about abraham lincoln and they're like he was a tyrant oh please give it a rest so what was your (laughs) so what was your your solution was to go with a new government that dictated that you must have slaves? 
I think I'll go with the other tyrant in the hat. <laughs> it's just me. And the hat is what won you over. Yeah, too, to be to be fair. It is. And the good looks of oh, Abraham Lincoln. Oh, he yeah. was a good looking oh, man. He was, wasn't he? Yeah, a yeah. sexy dude. So if you want to join us Fourth of July, trust me, I have been to all the Fourth of July celebrations all around the country over the years. Uh, and they are lacking in a certain spirit, and uh, you will see something you have never seen before as we restore the covenant July 4th. Go to glenbeck.com slash restore. Welcome to the uh, program. We're glad you're here. I, I want to go through a montage here of the way the U.S. press has been covering uh, the funeral and the loss of the Iranian terror leader. Listen. He was a war hero, the commander of Iran's feared Quds Force. Qasem Soleimani was no ordinary general. The U.S. officially classified him as a terrorist, but in Iran, he was a national hero. He's regarded as personally incredibly brave. The troops love him. I was trying to think of somebody, and I was thinking of de Gaulle. A revered figure in Iran and some other places in the Middle East. Smart, charismatic, ruthless, strategic, and bold. Qasem Soleimani was an evil genius. Soleimani was in charge of spreading Iranian influence around the world, and he was extremely good at it. He is the, think of the French Foreign Legion, you know, if you will. By killing Qasem Soleimani, the U.S. has stripped Iran of an inspirational military leader. The crowds are massive and emotional. There are many tears here. Thousands of mourners on the streets in Iran. Symbolic caskets aloft, weeping and chanting, I am Soleimani. The supreme leader of Iran, weeping and praying over a coffin draped in the Iraqi flag. It's difficult to convey how revered he is. There was talk in Iran Soleimani might be a future president mm. or perhaps even a supreme leader. Might be a future president. Democrats are like, yeah, right? He'd be great. He no, could no, beat Trump. No, Iran. <laughs> oh. <Okay. laughs> it's almost that level. It really is. Really, it really is. Uh, let me ask you that. If, if he could beat Donald Trump, I contend the Democrats would consider it. <laughs> that is the one qualification you need. Yeah, that's to the be only the next one. President. Yeah, I mean, if, if no, not to be the next president, but to be the the next uh, candidate. Yeah, I they mean, just have to believe. I'm just that that, you, yeah, that yeah. is. I don't think America would vote for this guy, but if he convinced them that he could beat Donald Trump, they'd all be for him. They'd I, all be for him. I mean, Bernie Sanders is a socialist uh -huh. who is in second place, I guess you'd say right now. Mm -hmm. Right? He's. It seemed to be leading Iowa, maybe mm. leading uh, New Hampshire, mm. and. He's, you know, on Anderson Cooper last night. Oh, yeah. You know, blabbing on about uh, how this is, you know, he's comparing This is assassination. It, yeah. This like, is Putin. Basically calling Trump Putin the same way Putin kills dissidents. There, there isn't a tie to the two situations you're describing. Like, they're just not even close to the same. There's people involved in both. That, that, that's one similarity. I, I, they're not even close to the same situation. Well, one, the dissidents are uh, are dissenting against Putin and his regime. And while this guy may be uh, against the United States of America, he's engaging in actual death. Yeah. He's killing our soldiers. He is spreading 
horror all throughout the Middle East. We, as we've said like three times on today's show, we know one of the children who his squad went through and drilled into his leg as a torture practice just to torture his family hmm. after killing the mom in front of them. I mean, this is this is not a dissident. This is not somebody who's like, oh, you know what? I have a different agreement with uh, Donald Trump, and I, you know, I, I really think we should maybe open up free and fair elections. This guy's not for free and fair elections. This guy is a religious zealot. What part of this goes with anything that you state you believe? Back in a minute. You're listening to Glenn Beck.